In this video I'm going to give you a few pointers to help you out at your genie lake experience inside of Grand Teton National Park. I'm going to provide a few pointers, times, and ideas of what you need to do so you can get here and have a good time without too much stress. Ginny Lake is one of the most beautiful locations on all of America. The location is right at the base of the Tetons and the Cathedral Group and is quite spectacular, but as you can see behind me, it's all hidden behind trees. In this video, I'm going to share a couple pointers to help you out when you come to Ginny Lake parking lot. The first, as you can see, cars hovering around here, cars hovering around there, and cars and trucks and everything else hovering around here is if you expect to come to Jimmy Lake to go hiking and everything show up before 8 a.m. if you can by 8:30, this parking lot is completely full people are hovering around looking for parking spaces and it is quite a challenge and can be quite frustrating what you can do is if this full parking lot or the parking lot is full, there is parking lot on the road coming into Jenny Lake and often during the summer that road gets filled up and it goes quite a long ways. Make sure to pull both your tires off the asphalt so you don't block the road or cause any congestions. Just be considerate of others because when this parking lot gets full, people get kind of irritated. They want to get on their hike and they realize, wow, this place is crazy. Jenny Lake is a madhouse and that's just to be expected. The second thing you want to make sure you bring is plenty of water or at least water containers because at the Jenny Lake Visitor Center, you can fill up your water containers with beautiful crystal clear Grand Teton National Park water. And it's a good way to go, but the air in the Rocky Mountains, especially in northwest Wyoming, is incredibly dry. Just like when I'm doing this video right now, I'm feeling a little bit parched, but I've got several liters of water with me. Take a little bit more than you expect to take when you're going on your hike, either to Inspiration Point or Moose ponds or wherever you might be going. I don't know how many times I see people with just a half liter of water those little cheapy disposables they're halfway to inspiration point they're starting to feel delirious and looking bad and like they're gonna hurl and like and i so often i walk by you feel okay oh yeah i'm fine and they look like they're gonna puke so hey do you want some water no 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 and i say look i got plenty would you like some and then always they're thankful i pour the water in this is of course all before covid but uh People are like, oh my gosh, because they, they just didn't expect it would be this hot, this dry, this far, this hard, because the elevation is over 6,000 feet here, and it gets pretty parched. So definitely bring a little bit more water than you would expect, because you don't want to be feeling sick on your hike. The next thing to make sure you bring is sunscreen, and put it on when you're at your car or your vehicle before you're leaving, because the sun is intense here. Even though you might be from a sunny location, like, oh, I'm totally used to it this 6,000 plus foot elevation and especially if you're hiking higher you, you will get burned it just will happen you get torched and you won't know why it's because that extra mile of less atmosphere makes a big big difference so definitely bust out don't get the the 8 SPF or the 10 SPF get the most powerful stuff you can get yes I know oh, maybe it doesn't make a difference below above 50 but 
I'm out here all the time and this is what I use. I get the highest power stuff I can possibly get because I don't want to get burned and get cancer years later when it's totally avoidable. The next thing you're going to want is bug spray. This is only uh, deep woods, I think this is only 25% deep. It works okay, but the higher the deep rating, the better it is. I've got a can of 40 in my truck, and a lot of times when I'm backpacking, I take 100% deep. Yes, it's a little noxious and everything, but when you're hiking and walking, you uh, get your legs brushing in the grass here and you might get ticks on you which can carry Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, Lyme Disease, and all sorts of other glorious toxic parasites and diseases that you wish you'd never come out to the wilderness. So just make sure you coat yourself thoroughly with bug spray and reapply every few hours or whatever the manufacturer recommendation is just like your sunscreen because it'll wear off believe me the mosquitoes and biting flies can be intense you don't want to have to suffer the next thing you're going to want to make sure to bring is a hat the sun as i said is intense you don't really want to put sunscreen in your hair that's pretty gross so make sure you bring a hat of some kind any sort of shade to cover your face your head because that sun can really bear down and scorch you. It'll start making you feel bad. You don't want to suffer a sunburn even when you've got sunscreen on your skin. You can still get a sunburn on your scalp and it helps you make you feel better and if nothing else you can swat away the flies. The next thing I recommend is bringing a raincoat of some sort because you never know what the weather is going to be here in the Rockies. As you can see today it's looking a little threatening. I know there's a 20% chance of rain which you know here who knows you might look at the forecast and it'll say oh it's perfectly clear today and in the afternoon thunder showers come over the mountains like so often happens in the Tetons and you get surprised soaked and a little uncomfortable I know it's mildly irritating to bring a jacket but if you're hiking a long way say up to Lake Solitude or something like that you might be surprised what happens in a few hours the next thing I would recommend when you come into the park is purchase your National Parks Pass. Yes, I know it's expensive, but if you plan to go to Grand Teton National Park and let's say Yellowstone, by the time you buy the two entrance fees, you're almost at the cost of a National Park Pass. And this allows you to get into all the federal lands and all sorts of things. Uh, I end up buying one every year just because of the travels and things I do, but it allows you to drive up, flash your pass, and keep on driving. It makes it very easy to get in and out of the park so you don't have to wait in the line. And just like uh, the a couple entrances to Yellowstone, often there's a pass only line that you get in, you flash your pass, and you keep going, so there is a great advantage there. Two, if you happen to be hiking by yourself, like I do so often, make sure you let somebody know where you're going and when to expect you back. Even though the lakes, the lake trails and the trails around Jenny Lake are highly trafficked. That doesn't mean you might step off a trail for whatever reason for a few moments, slip, fall, twist an ankle, hurt yourself, knock yourself out. You never know. You always want to tell somebody who's responsible, not just anybody, not your dog, but somebody who will actually care to be concerned about you. But do be aware, don't be highly reliant on those satellite transponder beacons like Spot and whatnot because so often happens that Jenny Lake Rangers get phone calls from people saying, Oh my gosh, I haven't heard from my wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, nephew, niece, whoever, and they haven't texted me in the last hour. 
Those devices are not highly reliable, especially in the deep canyons in this area behind me, up in the Grand Teton area. So just be aware that that is not a 100% reliable system because there's no feedback. So do be mindful that that is not a 100% commercially viable device. It is a consumer device and you don't want to have people freaking out and calling the ranger station worried about you because the rangers get calls all the time from people, oh, I haven't received an update. And the, and the rangers will say, well, uh, whatever their policy is. So just be mindful of that. Yes, uh, communication's great. And do note another point, your cell phone probably won't work out of this area. It kind of works in Jenny Lake parking lot, but as soon as you start hiking away, there's no cell phone coverage, which is really nice. And just be aware that you cannot rely on your cell phone to get me communication out. If you're in trouble and you have a tiny bit of signal, instead of trying to make a phone call, you can text message somebody and you have a greater chance of that message getting out. There's also an emergency text message system now in place in Teton County where Grand Teton National Park is. So that is something to consider for your adventures in Ginny Lake in the Ginny Lake area in Grand Teton National Park. My name's Aaron Linsdow. I'm a polar explorer and professional adventurer. I hope you found this video helpful. And if you have, please like the video and add a comment, a positive comment if you'd like to. And if you found it really useful, please consider subscribing to the channel to help support it and you'll get the latest, greatest updates. Thank you very much for watching and enjoy your adventures.